0: You're listening to the Mind Your Business podcast, episode number 265. Today, we're speaking with none other than Jasmine Starr on how to reprogram failure. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now with over 2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's here. Oh, this is a great episode. This is the week of Jasmine. Jasmine Starr lives really close to me. And so I said, hey, you know, why don't you come on down to the office, Wedmore HQ, and let's record an episode. And then once I got her here, I was like, hey, um, we're going to record three. <laughs> oh, okay. So I had her here. Poor thing. I had her here for three hours in the office. We recorded a total of three episodes and we're dubbing it The Week of Jasmine. So if you're not subscribed already on iTunes, please make sure you do that now because you're not going to want to miss this triple header that we have in store that we're kicking it off today with so much goodness. I'll kind of give a brief summary of it in a moment. But this Wednesday, she's going to break down in our case study segment what she did to take basically a failing launch and turn it around. A really cool case study. And then this Friday, she's gonna share some specific action items that you can use now to generate more sales and get more customers from Instagram. If you know Jasmine, you know she's a rock star on the Grams and she's crushing it and she knows way more than we do about Instagram and we're loving Instagram and what you can do to connect with your audience, even if you have an audience of like 50 to 100 followers, what you can do that most people are unwilling to do that's going to make the difference. It's so good, so good. So it's an entirely Jasmine Star week. It's an amazing week. It's so awesome, and we're kicking it off with a fantastic episode. Here's why today is such a fantastic episode. I've known Jasmine now for a long time. As you'll hear in the episode, she joined my mastermind four years ago. She was one of the first 12 that joined my mastermind, and her growth, her evolution in the last four years has been remarkable. It's been extraordinary. And that's what this episode is a lot about, is we go into her stories, her struggles, her journey over the past four years of her meteoric rise at a whole nother level. Like, she was already awesome, and she just took that to a whole nother level. We talk a lot about her characteristics and ways of being, and what she's had to shift internally, who she's had to step into to become the beliefs, the stories that she's had to let go. And a lot of it, of course, is... The ways in which you know the, <laughs> that I've challenged a lot of her belief system and how I uh, piss her off all the time, which is amazing. I'm so happy to do that for somebody. But just uh, how open and coachable she's been, and, and all the amazing stuff she's done. It's a, it's just a really great episode. It really is. I'm so excited for you guys to listen to it. But you know, one of the big common themes that comes up is just the different belief systems and characteristics, the ways of beings of successful entrepreneurs. And this is something I'm always trying to share with you and communicate with you in any way that we can. And one of the ways in which I think we can further demonstrate it is through my book, Hardwired for Entrepreneurship. If you haven't downloaded that yet, it's free. There's no cost or anything like that. I've got a really simple link for you. And it's gonna be really great to back up and like kind of go hand in hand with this episode. So jameswoodmore.com forward slash wired, W-I-R-E-D, will take you to the link to download that. Um, What I did is I I took successful entrepreneurs like Jasmine and I observed a lot of their behaviors, their thinking patterns, how they see business. And you see how you see business determines what is possible for you. That line is one of the most powerful things you hear me say. How you see business is what determines what's possible for you. How you see business is not how your business actually is. It's your It's basically your distortion of business. It's the filter in which you see business and that filter is based on the beliefs, the perspectives, your past experiences, your environment, all that stuff that you take with you to create a view, a lens, a perspective in which you see your business, your vision, your future, your market, your opportunities, your possibilities, the problems. And at the end of the day, that's the common thing that all successful entrepreneurs have is they have a different perspective. And so this book is an attempt to to, help you shift that perspective to give you the same way of thinking of seeing business that other successful entrepreneurs do that's why they're you know the world the society that we live in is created not for entrepreneurs it's like trying to grow roses in the desert it's not the environment that's most conducive for the rose so we've been raised an environment for growing employees that's great that's awesome nothing wrong with that no judgment But that way of being, those ways of thinking aren't conducive to entrepreneurship. And what most struggling entrepreneurs are doing is they're acting like a frickin' employee in their own business. They're thinking like an employee. They're working like an employee. And then they wonder why they're overwhelmed and stressed and feel like they have 20 jobs. Now you know. And it's not about just working. Oh, work less. That's not what it is. You just, just stop working. No. It's about taking on a completely different way of thinking about your business. And as a side effect or as a, uh, the aftermath, the byproduct of that, yeah, a lot less working is required. So I hope you'll, uh, you'll complete that entire book. I think by the end, you'll see that successful entrepreneurs think of their business differently and you too have that same opportunity. So that's jameswellmore.com forward slash wired. Let me know too, by the way. Send me a DM or whatever. Take me, take a picture of you reading it, which would be really awesome. Maybe we repost it. Who knows? But I'd love to know your feedback, your biggest takeaways from that, because we've uh, just updated and added a lot of cool stuff to it, and I'm really excited to share it with y'all. So, jamesonwarn.com forward slash wired. All right, let's get into today's episode with Jasmine Starr. It's going to be so good. So, who is Jasmine if you don't know her? She is a photographer and business strategist who empowers entrepreneurs to build a brand, market on social, and create a life that they love. She and her husband created about 18 months ago. They founded a resource called Social Curator, which empowers other content creators like you to create more content on social media by giving them actual images, content, and media that they can use and repurpose. It makes a lot of our lives a heck of a lot easier. We use it in our business, and I know a lot of my friends and peers do as well. That's Social Curator. Jasmine, like I said, has been in my mastermind for four years. I've seen her grow to a multi-million dollar status with her and her husband. She has spoken on stage before at my events, and I will declare this publicly, I have never seen a more dynamic and engaging speaker than Jasmine Starr. She's absolutely unbelievable. You ever have the opportunity to see her on stage? Go see it. Don't walk, run to go see her, because she's unbelievable. And uh, it's such an honor to have her here on the show. Not once, but three times. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's get right into it. Jasmine Starr. All right, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm here with today's special guest in Wedmore HQ, here in person, in real life, Jasmine Starr.
1: Hi, James. Hi, Jasmine. I'm really quiet. I'm nervous all of a sudden.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's nervous to be here. I am. Well, this is, uh, this is a long time coming, so thank you for being here. I'm glad
1: you brought that up, because I have been waiting a minute. For-
0: Wait, you have?
1: Um, I'm like your OG mastermind member and I've never been on the podcast.
0: Yeah. I was hoping we'd bring that up, but, uh, so fast. I know. Um, I mean, uh, I'm
1: not one for, I'm not one for small talking. You know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is great. We're just going to get right into it. So we'll start, we'll start with that story that, so you, uh, I made the crazy decision to start a mastermind now four years ago with 12 people and you are one of those first 12 people. I was, Yeah,
1: I was, I was all in.
0: All in. And, and uh, I should,
1: it bears, it should be like clarified. I didn't know who you were. I just stumbled across you on the world wide web. Yeah. And then you had an online class, which I later come to find out is called a webinar.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And you taught and you talked and I bought. Yeah. A pretty significant sum too.
0: You hadn't bought anything else though? No. Yep.
1: No, I've never, I, up until that point, I had never bought anything online. I don't, I actually, to be quite honest, I don't even know if I'd bought, items of clothing on the internet like I was just really slow and then all of a sudden it was like this huge ticket item And I was like you know I'm like there's something about this guy yeah yeah. yeah. Four years later.
0: Like, we're talking like $25,000 bot, So a little pricey. Yeah. And for I thought
1: you were crazy. I legitimately like yeah. legitimately signed up for the class. I think mm-hmm. you know this story, right? My I know you and I, I know
0: that you, I said your name on the webinar. Oh yeah. And you got
1: oh it. yeah. I freaked out. Yeah. So for people who are any what, familiar with like master classes and webinars, people will say like, Oh, tell me your name, where you're from. And I did not know how this online thing worked. And so I typed in my name, Jasmine star, Newport beach. And then a couple seconds later, I hear, hey, Jasmine from Newport Beach is watching, and I turn to my husband, and I'm like, oh, he knows I'm here. He, he said my name. <laughs> he he said, said my name. And then I probably
0: said something like, "I'm just down the street from you." I, I think you did. <laughs> we should
1: totally see if that is recorded. We should totally oh, I have see, the recording. Oh, I would love. I would literally like. We should just yeah. get that as a, as a as a point of memory. So we mm-hmm. are in the kitchen and we're cooking and we're listening to this online class and I'm fascinated. I'd never heard of the word mastermind. I didn't even really know that digital marketing was a thing. And we get towards the end. My husband and I are sitting in front of a plate of pasta on the table and my husband whispers to me, how much do you think this is going to be? What did you say? Oh, I was just like, it's going to be expensive. Like I think it's gonna be really expensive. I'm like, I think it's five thousand yeah. dollars, and my husband's like, "No, you're crazy. You're Couldn't crazy. Be that much? I, no, he said it's got to be ten. I was like, "This? You think that somebody <laughs> on the internet's gonna sell me something for ten thousand dollars? You're crazy!" Oh, and Jesus. then you get to the end where you say twenty five thousand dollars, and it was literally. I was like, I think the words I uttered were, "Get behind me, Satan!" And I just shut that computer. I was like, "This guy's crazy. Who would ever pay twenty five thousand dollars for yep. this?" And then, like, we're washing our dishes. My husband's like, you're thinking about it, aren't you? And I was like, I am. I am. I was like, but no, I'm not. What do you think? And he's like, I don't think that you should make a decision. I said, okay, I'll sleep on it. And then the next morning, my husband's like, you made a decision. I was like, well, how about this? I'm going to apply and I totally won't qualify because I don't necessarily have, like, the kind of business that, like, this guy says he can help me with. And my husband's like, if you apply, you will get in. I was like, I don't think I will. I'm like, let's just let the application determine. And then I applied. And then I found myself in a hotel room in San San Francisco, Francisco. like about a month later. And I was like, oh God, what did I get myself? Still really
0: not knowing what a mastermind is. No. Yeah.
1: I didn't know what, yeah, no, I
0: didn't. And uh, we had 12 people in that first mastermind. And i will never forget. We went, I think we went to like Japanese restaurant for lunch or something. Like we got sushi. I was walking with you on the I believe it was day two. So I was, it was I was spending two. a lot of time just observing everyone in the room and watching them and and I remember just being like, Hey, so um you've been quiet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I don't I honestly don't think that I said more than three sentences the entire first day.
0: Yeah. And I just remember saying like, you know, you can talk too You,
1: know? <laughs> you were really so nice. It, you were really I, trying to get me out of my shell.
0: Yeah, but I, I was a little it was a little like condescending too. It was like you're allowed <laughs> to talk. And then you had a presentation, I tell this story all the time, so I know you've heard me say it a million times, but you had a presentation plan. Like one of the things we do in the mastermind is like peer generated content from the members, and you had a presentation that afternoon after lunch. And I'll, I'll tell you guys, the moment Jasmine got up there and started speaking, I felt like a complete idiot that I even <laughs> talked to you like you were this shy quiet little thing and because you're just like all right here's the deal then you just like didn't <laughs> shut up for an hour and everyone was just like eyes wide open jaws dropped like who is this like dynamo
1: mm-hmm. it
0: was pretty it was pretty awesome and that was the beginning of a beautiful friendship and we haven't even gotten into your bio of who you are.
1: That's good. I actually like that we start there. It was yeah, very no, totally. cinematic. I mean, well, I know you love some movies. Okay. I know you went to school for movies. It was yeah. We basically created the indie film intro to a podcast, right? We started, totally. we it. started, we did like a flashback.
0: And I'm not done. Yes. I love that. You don't want to start chronologically. You got to jump around and keep people Absolutely. on their toes.
1: Absolutely. And
0: I'll tell you, you know, I've had the privilege. It's been an honor to work with you for the past four years. And you know this, so I'm letting our listeners know this, but as we developed Business by Design, first Mm -hmm. of all, there's so much inspiration for what Business by Design, because when we started the Mastermind, there was no Business by Design. The Mastermind came before. Always people are always asking, what's the right order to create, do I create a course or a Mastermind for this? It doesn't matter, but we created the Mastermind first, and out of so much of what you were doing and what you needed help with, is the manual for the mastermind was BBD. And so I I remember on that first event and you're gonna hate me for saying this, but you got on your hot seat. I'm like, oh yeah, you know what? Jasmine, you just gotta do a webinar for this and and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, I've never done a webinar before.
1: I think my exact words were what's a webinar.
0: what's a webinar? I mean,
1: it was literally like, I think that it's so important for people to understand that four years ago, I was an entirely different business Mm -hmm. person. I knew the mechanics of business and I knew that I could be successful. I just didn't have any of the tools. So I signed up for a mastermind, not necessarily knowing what a mastermind was, just knowing that I needed to be surrounded by people in an industry I wanted to be in. And I jumped in and felt my, like during that, when people ask, why were you so quiet? I was like, I felt like I was drowning. I didn't understand the, like it was as if I went to Japan, walked right through an airport and had no way to articulate what I was thinking or feeling. So when James says, like, she didn't know what a webinar was, I didn't know what ads were. I didn't know what funnels were. I didn't know, the, like, growing your list. I didn't know what lead magnets. I didn't know anything. And so I think that when I sat down on a hot seat and other people were asking really elevated digital marketing questions, I was literally, like okay, so what webinar platform do I use? Uh, What's a lead page? It was literally granular. And I think that James listened to that and was like, there's a need for people Mm -hmm. like Jasmine, who's a savvy entrepreneur, but just has no wherewithal, like within the digital marketing sphere.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You guys have both just grown the business, your business by leaps and bounds over the past four years. And it's been so extraordinary to watch. Thank you. And I might as well tell our listeners this and for our BBD members, you know this, but one of the first trainings that we have the members go through is is really what I talk around is the characteristics and ways of beings of successful entrepreneurs. And I made a list of 10 and the way I came up with those was really simple. I just took you and two (laughs) others in that same mastermind and I said, what qualities, characteristics and ways of beings do they have in common Mm. and found them and then made a list and shared that with our members and you can see it. Like I'm not trying to be a jerky jerk judgmental, but you can really see the correlation when somebody is struggling in their business and you can see where they're missing so many of these characteristics and just to share some of them. And and it, that's why it's been like, we all can think of who our dream client is and Jasmine's a perfect example of that you're a dream client and you know, Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. Well, James said, not that you should compare me to Gandhi, but you can if you want. <laughs> you can. But be the customer that you want to see in your business, right? Is, is mm. demonstrate that first. And your level of coachability, like... Most people are so stubborn. They're like, I'm going to pay you money to learn from you, but you better prove you're right because I don't want to change my mind. I'm going to be very stubborn about the way I think, even though it hasn't been working for me, I'm <laughs> I'm not going to change the way I think. And I've probably never met anyone as open and coachable that I've had the opportunity to work with as, as you that is then coupled with that same action. Mm-hmm. I think to just to even have those two traits of coachability open this to a complete other new idea, like to not be stuck in a stubborn ego of like, I need to know what's right, I know this is right, you're wrong, I need to be right, that's important for me to be right, but to be open to a completely different, because I've challenged you on a lot of things. A lot. A lot. And I'm a hoping ton. we can get into some of these today. And, and then to just take action and faith and the right action. Yeah. You've demonstrated that like flawlessly, like Thank beautifully, you. really. Thank and I'm, you, and I'm, I'm not just saying that because I've had other people in the mastermind and coaching programs on the show and I've never said that to them. So Thanks. I mean it. And you've grown by leaps of bounds, you. but you were already like super amazing. That's This is also the funny thing, which is I didn't know this about you. I didn't know anything about you. And we were hanging out at one of the masterminds and I've had experiences where people randomly come up on the street <laughs> and say like, "Hi, hey, James, like, Oh my gosh, it's James one more. And I'm hanging out with Jasmine and I did not know anything about your level of stardom because photography is different world, right? Right. And we're walking around and people are just coming up to you left and right. I'm like, wait, so what is the deal with
1: Jasmine? Who are you and what do you do? Yeah.
0: Maybe that's a good place just really quickly to share who are you and, and what is it that you do?
1: That was another lovely segue. I yeah. mean, it's like, do you Nailed do this it. for a living? I mean, come on now, friend. Uh, my name is Jasmine Starr. I'm a photographer and business strategist from Newport Beach, California, and I empower entrepreneurs to show up on social media every day with a brand and a strategy. And I help people believe in the impossible.
0: Mm, I love it. You've done that before.
1: I have. I have. I have. You
0: know, that's an example of the difference between someone who's um, struggling versus someone who's successful is that they can communicate what it is that they do, Mm. you know, to be able to say it, to speak it, to breathe life into it.
1: Can we riff there for a second? Yeah. So, When I came in to the Inner Circle Mastermind, I think it's really important when people are listening and they feel like, well, I don't know how to articulate what I do. Therefore, I can't or I won't. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the only way that I have been able to come up with that like 20 second elevator pitch is by perpetually sucking and then yeah. saying it again and again and again. And then you keep on saying different iterations until you know this is the thing that I'm doing at this moment. So for people who hear that and think, well, I don't have that. Well, it took, and you can te- you can testify, Absolutely. James, to get to that sentence, it's been a work in progress of two
0: years. It's so. kind of like shopping for new clothes where you have to like stand in the mirror yes. and put on an outfit and then yes. try on another one and another one and then you keep doing Absolutely. it all of a sudden and for me I don't know if you do this with with JD but for me like clothes shopping stresses me out I hate I get like <laughs> I don't get very much anxiety in my life <laughs> but when you go into a store and it's like yeah the prices are one thing I'm always like why is this so expensive <laughs> but the amount of options and then not just options but variations because I start right. going into probabilities because I'm like well this shirt with that pants but that pant with this you know But I just look at my wife's face and when she has a certain reaction and she lights up a certain way, okay, well then I got to get this shirt. And (laughs) I think that's the exact same thing you're saying, right? It's not just even about making it ugly a hundred times until you find the right version. But when you're saying it to people, maybe at an event or networking or on a webinar and and they get it, It, you can tell when the gears click for somebody and they're like, oh, you do that. And then you're like... That's the one. That's the
1: thing, yeah. Yeah. That's the shirt that makes my wife eyes light up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she
0: looks like she's really turned on. So I'm like, all
1: right. I'm never taking this shirt off.
0: <laughs> TMI. <laughs> okay. No, it's okay, guys. We'll cut this. Um, so I'd love to know, we can go in so many directions, but what I've always been curious about is, is there anything that like I've said or you've learned from me that is like, had you cursing me or frustrated or pissed off with me, like things that were just really a thought or a belief or a perspective that was really hard to try on for a while.
1: I mean, how long is this podcast? <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> how like, much time do we have? I'm like, right in minute 97. <laughs> uh, no, I think that part of what makes our professional and personal relationship work so well is that you are always like pissing me off like in the best possible way and when somebody really pushes you beyond what you're comfortable with in love and in respect like you can't help but listen to it so it's like an overwhelming belief was I came into a mastermind thinking that success and failure are two distinct mm. things and again and again and again and I'm a slow learner right and so I had to like
0: kind of just we can challenge that one on the on the podcast too if you'd like
1: I mean, yeah. <laughs> you're a slow learner. Oh, oh really? No, homie, you know I'm slow. Oh, yes. I'm a hard worker. See, I'm a hard worker. I, guys,
0: listen, I can challenge her, but you know, she's going to get a little pissed off. With me, so.
1: <laughs> no, I do think like that idea that if I didn't hit the thing that I had established, like let's just mm-hmm. put it in terms of goals. Like if I didn't hit that goal, then it was a failure and that you had to really over a year work through reprogramming what is failure and does it actually exist? Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite quotes from you was that Success isn't the outcome. Success is the decisions that you made that led to the outcome. And I felt like, you know, in year two or three of working with you, that that became my mantra It's just like the decisions that I'm making are so different than the decisions I made last year and the decisions that I made the year before. And that in and of itself is such a profound level of success. It is not success. It is a newer level of success. And I think getting there is so freeing.
0: And it's those decisions that are determining the direction of where your life goes and Absolutely. where your business goes. So it ah, plays everything. So what is that even like for you if the decisions are differently like how do you approach decisions and can you give something specific?
1: You know, I think that one of the things I've learned through uh, from you over the years is that getting to an outcome won't make me feel better, won't make me like myself more, won't make me feel like I've more accomplished. Yeah. One of the things you keep on saying again is like if you're not feeling now what you mm-hmm. want to feel in the future, you will not feel it in the future. Yeah. And I know that, that sounds like super Star wars like, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, but it's true. Like, I always said to myself, like, well, the minute I make a million dollars, well, then, then it'll be different. Mm-hmm. And then the minute that we get to two, then it's going to be different. And mm-hmm. it never was. And yeah. it wasn't until I started saying like, how I feel now is mm-hmm. how I'm going to feel then. It's not going to yeah. change. It's just like a different iteration of who I am. And I think that's been pretty, and, pretty
0: And let's just go a little deeper there because you've had extraordinary accomplishments. You started a, a new business. Do, we, do you call it a business, like a separate business with Social Curator? Uh, do you look yeah. At it as-
1: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So it's
0: basically a brand new business.
1: Yes. Well, let's back it up for people who are not familiar. Let's get, can we give them like the nutshell version is like, I became, I dropped out of law school. Uh, My mom had a relapse of brain cancer and I realized in that moment that life was really short. My mom was 50 and I was 25 and I just realized like, if I die when I'm 50, I don't want to die a lawyer. Mm. And it was silly to think that I even had 25 years. We're not guaranteed 25 seconds. And so I think that that had like a really profound shift in like my perspective and what I wanted to do. And I decided to have like this big one wild dream. It's like, I want to be a photographer. I had just... Just gotten married. I think I'd been home for my honeymoon about two days and I had a conversation with my husband and I said, I don't want to go back to law school. I'm so sad. I'm so miserable. And he said, If you could do one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? And I said, I want to be a photographer. And he's like great but you don't have a camera I was like if I had a camera like I think we can do this like I really think I could do this what
0: was driving the the photography desire
1: that I had always walked around with a very 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 cheap film camera but it was like I documented everything and my fam, pa- like my, my parents are immigrants I'm a first generation Latina first generation college student so to actually get there on full scholarship and then get straight A's and then tell your parents like hey I want to be a starving artist like they would have supported me but I just didn't really feel like I felt like this like really a lot of responsibility to represent a company community mm-hmm. to represent culture to represent my family and I ended up getting a degree in business.
0: Yeah. But isn't that funny that need to represent family and culture is to do what they want? Oh right, cuz I oh, absolutely I wanted to make them proud. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's been a shift too. Mm-hmm. It's like I can't make people proud of me if I'm not proud of what I'm doing. Oh. Absolutely. That was like a big shift too. And
0: what's the message you're really conveying is don't follow your dreams, follow everyone else's. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And they don't have to live my life. Mm -hmm. I had to live my life. And that was like a big, like my mother, thank God she is still here with us. It was like a, she's been my North star, but it was like a rad awakening. It's like, we are not guaranteed the next day. So what are you going to do with your one wild and precious life? Mm -hmm. And I opened up a camera and I took, I just did everything. I literally like taught myself. What was your first camera? It was a Canon 20D. Okay. Yeah, I was like, this is like the first iteration of now digital Now they're on seven hundred. Absolutely. Or <laughs> absolutely. Like this is like back in my day. Uh, so I had a Canon 20D and then my business officially started late 2006, early 2007. Mm-hmm. And then by 2009, I was voted one of the top photographers in the world. I so, know. And then over than that, it was like a top most influential photographer yep. and then most socially influential photographer every year that just, yep. it just became a totally different game. Yep. And so I had created a name for myself in an industry in a, in a particular niche.
0: And we have to share a story here because before you go on, because this is the coolest story about, about you. you. I were, don't even know what
1: you're going to say. I'm a little I know. nervous. You were
0: speaking at BBD Live. Okay. And one of the attendees stands yes! up to ask you a Nicole. question. And it was Nicole. And she said, hi, I, I have a question but you know you you actually photograph my wedding and this is probably what 10 years ago oh, yeah and you're like nicole DeRoco. yeah and, and you like described her day and her dress down mm. to the detail yeah and it was like the most baller moment
1: because
0: <laughs> you were already and i've told you this privately so we'll have to get you back on one of our stages but like the most dynamic speaker and like just like you brought it. It was yeah. brought, and, and so you <laughs> just given this amazing presentation. And a lot of times, let's just be honest, there are a lot of people that are like up on stage getting standing ovations and applauses, like you were. But that's kind of all they got. They're just really good at like this one signature speech, and to go from this thing of like rocking the the entire room, and then at the end to be able to remember down to the detail mm. one of the the most important day in one of the attendees' lives. Mm was the coolest thing I've ever experienced. To go from like top of the world rock star on stage <laughs> to three hundred people to looking one person and be like, I remember when I was there on your special day and I know everything about you, your dress, your day, your your husband, like That was really cool. Wasn't that neat for even for you to see the full full circle of that? And
1: I think that people who are listening like, well, what does that have to do with me? When you care about what you do and how you serve others, it leaves a profound impact. And whenever you can hearken back, like that's when you know that what you're doing at that moment was the right thing. And I feel like there's like these kind of like breadcrumbs to success that no matter where I go, I remember the people who put me there. And Nicole, Mm -hmm. you know, happens to be in BBD and she's one of those people who believed in me when nobody else did. It's like, what does it mean to hire somebody who has a camera. You know it's one of those like pat your head, you know, bless your heart, like oh, look at her. She's just going to be a little blogger and to actually go and build a career from that, the people who believed in you when nobody else did, you never forget them. Yeah.
0: So, anyways, that was my my side story to just give more context. But okay, so then you're the most first, you're yes. most amazing photographer on the planet. Got no, it. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: then what? No. Okay. So uh, we have this photography career. We start educating photographers how to grow their businesses using social media. Mm-hmm. And then what we happened was like there's this distinct shift that the education that I was showing was photographers, small business owners really wanted to use. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how are you how are you building your brand and how are you getting that out on social media? And so I come in to. The mastermind saying, James, I have this branding course that I want to do and it's going to be epic and it's going to be massive. This is what I want to do. This is why I came into the mastermind. And uh, about, I don't know, four months into the mastermind, you are like, Jasmine, that's a great course. It seems like it's really big for somebody who's never done it before. I was like, Yeah, don't don't worry. Don't worry, James. I will figure it uh, out. And I'll
0: be honest, I've grown a lot in the last four years as well. And I knew from the day you pitched <laughs> at me it wasn't gonna it
1: wasn't <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> She's, okay, we're gonna bring. The, okay, I'm so gonna bring. I'm gonna bring this back full circle. So, you need to slow your roll. Okay. <laughs> so then, what happens during this time in 2016? I happen to get featured in USA Today. I am interviewed, and it gets picked up on national outlets, and it's about Instagram, and the algorithm, and how I'm using it for small business owners. Yeah. And then, James, you call me the next day, like Jasmine. Why haven't you done an Instagram course? And I was like,
0: Really? But I don't even know if I knew that. Did I know that? Yeah, because I told you. Okay, but I I was just like there was such a feeling that I had that like, she needs to create just a course on Instagram. And I she know, I know. And I, it. and I
1: ignored you. I definitely ignored you I was like, no, no, no. Branding's my thing. I got to do the
0: branding. Yeah. Thing.
1: And then I said, then I'll do the Instagram. And then when the USA today, that was like the first kind of like big national press opportunity outside of the photography world. And you're like, Jasmine, like this is what people want. And so like, I was like, okay, well maybe I'll put the the branding course on hold. And that Instagram course, like first launch that I didn't even know what like a lead magnet was. I didn't know Mm -hmm. anything. And that launched, opened my eyes to yeah it exploded and so it was pretty incredible
0: yeah I did try and fight you on the name and I lost that battle
1: you did I know you did and I actually since then I also learned another lesson is like to listen to James when it comes to (laughs) names but
0: But the name doesn't matter too I was like you know I pick I pick my battles that's true that's true
1: and going back to like I did end up launching the branding course and it was very it was very well received in our biggest launch to date
0: oh it was yeah okay good
1: yeah but we only launched it once.
0: (laughs) Is that path to profitability? Path to profitability. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that name. I know you were really
1: upset that we got the domain. You're like, dang it. I should have got that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, No, that was really good. (laughs) Oh wait, is there more? You're taking me back. We keep going off tangents. So we're like,
1: okay, okay, okay. So that was my first foray in like the digital marketing world was like Mm -hmm. this Instagram for business program that was met with wild success and still is met. It's still being sold and it's, amazing. And Mm -hmm. then we launched path to profitability, but it still strongly and staunchly remained under the Jasmine star brand. And then what we decided was that after we launched these courses, people wanted continuing education of some sort. It's like social media changes all the time. And people are saying, I don't know how to show up on social media. Right. Like I don't have photos. I don't know what to say. And I don't know the newest like things to do on social. And we're in New York We're at our mastermind with James Mm -hmm. and it was like just a bunch of things that happened surrounding this that forced us. It was as if we, our backs were in the corner. When I say our backs, my husband is my business partner. So our backs were in the corner. And I just felt like completely gutted for a few things that had happened. Running a business is hard. Let's just say that. So a bunch of things had happened. I was feeling at my lowest and I felt like I had to be broken and shed skin of who I was to step into who I was ultimately supposed to be. And that was happening in New York City. And I'll never forget it was raining the entire trip. I woke up one morning at four o'clock in the morning. I went on a run and then I went to this 24 hour Korean like massage place. And I'm just crying there on the table because I said, I don't know if this is the right thing for me. And I feel like... I have to make a decision and I made the decision in New York City to start and create something called Social Curator Mm. and that was we launched Social Curator in July of 2017 and within our first 12 months it became a separate seven revenue seven Seven figure figure seven figure revenue
0: in less than 12 months you took this brand new business from zero to a million dollars yes great name by the way Social.
1: Media. <laughs> you weren't gonna let that go. So let's set the story. So so we decide. Like we decide. Like this is the thing that we're going to do. And we had a short list of names. And randomly, our flight got delayed. And James and Chelsea were staying in New York. They were going to do like a month in New York. And James, so graciously, he's probably exhausted after a full mastermind. And he graciously says, Jasmine J D, let's go get brunch. We're sitting in the rain. We're waiting for this tiny little table. We're sitting shoulder to shoulder. Chelsea and J D are eating Croque Madame. We have another one of our mastermind members there. And James is just kind of like riffing and we're talking about ideas and James is getting so excited that he's like his belief is making me believe and I'm like on like a caffeine high because we had a couple Americanos and as if that's not enough, we walk across the street in the rain and we get like gluten-free cookies and more coffee and you just start throwing out names and you threw out my social curator.
0: And I think social concierge was one social of them. Social concierge <laughs> was one.
1: Social, wait, thank God we said no to that yeah, one. Yeah,
0: I was really fighting for that yeah, one. Yeah,
1: but social curator, it stuck and it worked. No, it
0: and just sounds like, it's so weird in hindsight. You're like, oh yeah, that really does sound good. It's, it's <laughs> so Like even when we came up with the name, I remember I was, where I was standing in my office when I came up with Mind Your Business and it was on a long list. And I was like, that's such a stupid (laughs) name. And now like three years in, I'm like, yeah, it's perfect. I I love it. So that's so funny. But I don't... I didn't think I actually came up with the name. I thought it was yours. I, I, I don't really remember. I just remember all these names, all these ideas floating around. Yeah, it was,
1: it was. And yeah. so for people who are listening, I think that that's really important is like, you just have like brain dumps and you totally. talk with people and you see what happens and it's like one yeah. idea to the next. So, so
0: I thought it was like, I said concierge and you're like, how about curator? And it was like, boom, that's it. You know, but Perhaps. anyways, it was fun. You was, should
1: just take the credit and run. Just, just yeah. take it, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm going to take the domain name.
0: <laughs> and run. How about that? <laughs> take, uh, you can, screw the credit. I want the domain. <laughs> 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 so let's go back to this question now that we have a little bit more of the story is, so you do a million dollars in sales in a year with a brand new program. And on top of everything else that you're doing, did how you see yourself, your identity, your emotional state, did that change? Did, no. Did, yeah. That's the scary thing, right? It absolutely That is. can scare us when you, it's scary when you're, that's your goal and you're not there yet. It's a heck of a lot scarier. scarier when you achieve it and nothing's changed. So what was that like for you?
1: You know, it just became this this main focus. It just became the driving force. It became the thing that I set my mind to in hell or high water. Which we was all about
0: that. X amount of followers in 12 months. Right? Absolutely, yeah.
1: absolutely. And like, that's what it became.
0: What did you think while you were driven for that, what did you think that that was gonna give you?
1: I mean, at the time, I would just say, this is just what I want to do, James. Mm -hmm. In retrospect, it was credibility. It was self-worth. It was to create something that had never existed in the world. And like,
0: but you did do that,
1: which we did, yeah. which we did. But it, like that was like the driving force. It was just like, I want this, like, I want to have something and say, this is what I did without having to look at anybody or look at anything else to say, like, we birthed something that never existed. Mm-hmm. To me, there's like this profound pressure to make that work, to make it successful. And, you know, I was listening to a podcast with you and Brooke Castillo. Mm, yeah, and you guys were both talking about that notion—the notion of you can hustle to a million dollars, but you can't hustle. Be- not you can't. It's wildly difficult to hustle yeah, beyond. It's a that.
0: different. It takes a completely different strategy. And
1: in that podcast, you guys had broken it down into hustlers and perfectionists. Yeah, and I distinctly fall into the hustler category. And that, the yeah. reason why, and I, I did not know what was happening, and now in retrospect, it's like I was hustling from fear, Mm -hmm. fear of being going, I unknowingly, like I grew up really, really, really poor. Government assisted food. We had our Mm -hmm. clothes donated. We didn't have a car. We washed our clothes at a laundromat. So fear to make it work to show that I could do it. And then fear of not having to go back to that type of lifestyle.
0: Totally. And so if there's one thing I feel like that I probably challenged the most was this big common theme that if I can share, hopefully. Please. Otherwise, we'll edit this out. No. If it it just has an awkward transition, you'll know
1: what happens. No, no, it's an open book. It's Um, an open book.
0: Which is amazing. Thank you. I I was noticing a common theme about this, the, the back against the wall, the fear of not wanting to go back. And so the strategy was fighting. Yes. And so I remember you would tell me, and I let it slide for a while, like how adamant you were that you're a fighter. Yes. And then one time I asked you, I was like, what does every fighter need in order to actually be a fighter? And you kind of struggled with that answer for a while. And the the answer was an opponent. In other words, in order Mm -hmm. to be a fighter, you have to have something to fight against. So there's always a fight. There's always, when you're a fighter, there's always someone or something Mm -hmm. to fight. And what if we didn't need to fight? What if there was no need to fight? What if there was nothing to fight against? And how much easier and lighter you know things would be and
1: what i didn't know then which is when you bring that up right now and it was like i had this emo- wow like wild moment of recollection is that because i didn't have an opponent i became the fighter and the opponent
0: mm. yeah
1: <laughs> and, and it's like truly it's like i just which is
0: all in my opinion and my, from my perspective that's all there ever is it's never mm. really a competitor out there it's it's you playing against yep. your fears all day yeah. long
1: yeah. But it's, it was wildly unhealthy to be pummeling yourself mm-hmm. saying like, look, it, I'm winning, I'm winning. And at what cost?
0: Right. And like, okay, hold on. Let me beat myself up a little bit. Okay. Right. Let me fight back. Oh,
1: totally. Oh, yeah, totally. Back
0: and forth. Totally. Yeah. But you got to that, that level and it's, it's really hard for us. And you even said like in the, on that journey to this, uh, seven figures in 12 months, you know, you can lie to others. You can't lie to yourself, but you can bury it so down. It's not about self-worth. It's not about this need for credibility, but then in hindsight, you start to get honest with yourself, which is really great. So you got there, you know, what then? You didn't, you didn't feel like a change in, in self-worth, like what was kind of going through your mind?
1: That I think, oh, I had to start focusing a lot more on the joy of the process because it was crazy because (laughs) What I didn't know was that when you get to a million dollars, then you're hardwired to protect the million (laughs) dollars. Like all of a sudden it no longer gets to, I got to get to get it to like, oh my God, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. And I definitely stutter stepped.
0: This is so funny because I've been, I've been saying this is that it's like when we're starting our business, we have this fear of, will this ever work? Yes. Is this going to work? Is this ever going to work? Right. And then the moment it works, you just replace this fear for another one, which is, is this going to last? Right. And we're just flip-flopping between these two fears. But when you're in that first fear, you think that all your fears, worries, concerns, doubts are gonna fall away. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you get it and it's, it's not enough and what if it gets taken away? And Absolutely. it's not as much as I thought it was gonna be. A million looked like a lot, but now I have it and it's not enough and now I need to go for... Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that, the joy of the process. Mm-hmm. This is so simple. It's so simple. Like we could just end this right now and be like just enjoy the process. You've we, heard this a million times. Had you you'd heard it before? Yes. For years before. Here's where I'm really obsessed right now. In, a, in an unhealthy way, but I try to make it healthy. What is the difference between someone who's or what makes the difference between someone who understands something as a concept. Like someone's gonna listen to this and be like, that sounds nice. You know, fall in love with the joy of the process, (laughs) and then the next day they're gonna go out and they're like, oh my gosh, I wish this was more successful and what's good? this is too much work and blah, 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 right? (laughs) So many people I notice can't apply what they're learning. When did this become, I mean, obviously you'd kind of hit some moments, but what do you think is the difference between, or what causes that difference where someone finally applies and is living this, is operating this way, is, is this is who they are, not just something in their brain or an Instagram quote that they saved.
1: I can't speak for others. I just know it works extraordinarily well for myself. And when I say enjoy the process, I actually physically had to write down all of the good stuff that was happening as I was actually doing, doing yeah. the process. And I know that you make There was of a me.
0: process of joy, Absolutely. That you mean you're actually taking action.
1: Absolutely. Like, absolutely. And I just think to myself, it's like listing down the things that you are able to do. It's like, one, if you're an American, like, you won like there's Mm, that. mm -hmm. So there's that. And the fact that you're able to pursue something that you love in a country that gives you the freedom to do it. And even if you're not making a lot of money or you're not known or you're not fully supported, you're still doing it. So you won. And then when you think to yourself, wow, the thing that I'm really passionate about somebody else out there is, and I can help them get to where they want to go. And they think that those small little moments of gratitude are super grounding. And I think to myself, I'm going to work somewhere, I'm going to create, I'm going to do something, why not enjoy the heck out Mm -hmm. of doing something for my own in light of others, standing in my purpose, I get to be creative, I get to do the things that I love to do. I get to take photos, I get to write, I get to empower other people to show up. Well hot dang, (laughs)
0: like
1: what am I going to do? Cry if next year I don't have the same revenue, cry if I don't double my membership, cry if I like? that alone like just this morning jd and i were driving home after a workout and we live like on newport beach back bay and we're driving and we have the windows down and i just took my head out the window and i just said thank you god for this Mm, life yeah there is is there a ton of stuff going on in my life right now that is like absolutely heartbreaking absolutely but to be able to do something that you really love and you're helping other people and of course you're facing every single battle and struggle in the face but in those moments you find gratitude you're winning
0: you're winning totally Totally. And that's, that's what I really hear is the difference is When people learn things, they're not taking action on it. So even like when we talk about mm. something like what people t- just label as like mindset or this inner work or what do it, that's the funny thing. It's like, I'm working on that. I'm doing the work. And it's like, <laughs> no, but it actually takes work. And what I heard from you was actual action, like writing down, yes. identifying what I'm grateful for, what is good in my life as the opportunities and privileges that I have. absolutely, And then even just like, saying it saying thank you you know expressing it like that is work and that's what doing the work is learning more about oh you're supposed to be grateful and you know oh my thoughts create my reality but I'm not going to actually think thoughts that I want (laughs) to have in my Mm -hmm. life I'm just going to learn this that's the difference I love Mm -hmm. I I really love that so it sounds like you've taken a lot of that that hustler type that you are and applied it to a new type of hustle a type of action absolutely which is so good absolutely yeah Okay, where do we want to go from here? There's so much that we kind of came up in uh, our pre-show. I do want to talk about how you're looking at your... Are we your... in
1: the mindset episode right now? Yeah. Okay,
0: go. Yeah, I mean, okay. I don't like to use that word, but a lot right, of people right, right, Sorry, do. sorry, sorry. Like, did I ever... Let me ask that question since you just bring that up. Like, so we've, we've done a lot of work and like, okay, great. Showed you how to do a webinar, like <laughs> cool launch strategies and stuff like that. But it does tend to end up being all the other stuff. But... How was your approach to that? Were you like, was James like, hey, it's time for some mindset. We need to do some mindset. (laughs)
1: Like,
0: let's fix your mindset. Boys and girls,
1: sit in a circle. It's mindset time. It's mindset time. (laughs) No, I mean, you know, I I can say, like, honestly, I look back at that. And the only thing I can think of is the reason why I have signed up again and again and paid increasing prices to be part of the Mr. Mind Mm -hmm. again and again is because the work isn't the strategy. Mm -hmm. The work is on yourself. And I feel like I am the person who's stopping me from living my my most potential. So it's like literally if I wanted to learn how to do a webinar, there's Google and YouTube. It wasn't about that. And I think that that's the thing that people have to understand. It was when it comes to mindset, when we were doing the work, it never felt like work. It felt like a conversation with a good friend who's just calling you out on your stuff.
0: Yeah. And you kind of walk away with like maybe a little bit more clarity or a new idea yeah. or like a different perspective. Or Absolutely.
1: And it's like a shift. It's a shift in your belief about yourself. Yeah. And then like all of a sudden when you are in a room with somebody who believes in your potential when you don't necessarily do, that is a wild gift. And then to, be sitting in another room where people have resonated in the same way and then they will go out and do it's like that's like the magical concoction of a mastermind sitting around people who are also having emotional and mental shifts in how they see things and then they go out and do and so now you know i've elevated i'm no i'm no longer in the james wedmore inner circle mastermind. we're in the seven figure Mm -hmm. mastermind
0: this is i don't even talk about this group oh yeah, it's like, Wait, is
1: am I, am I spilling the beans? Gosh, you well, know, leave it to a Latina to spill the beans. There you go. <laughs> I'm like, did you really? Am I like? Are we gonna edit this out?
0: No, not at all. I'm just saying I don't talk about it. Wow. It's like a, okay. It's like a secret group.
1: Oh my God, are we like Skull and Bones?
0: Uh huh. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's kind of like a conspiracy. Well, I'm like, glad. I mean, we can't show exist. people the
1: secret handshake.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah.
1: Okay, so I've spilled the beans. So James has two masterminds, and one is uh, catering for people who are earning more mm-hmm. or seven to eight figure earners, yeah. and and that has been a wild experience for me because when people are having like that same shift and then you turn it over to them and they have a team, it's just this insane like after effect. It's like we meet as a group every about three months mm-hmm. and to see what the, what people have implemented in three months, you're like, dang, I, I am literally on an accelerated path with these people and we're all pushing together collectively. When people say, oh, mindset. No, it's not like, hey guys, let's do our meditation and let's mm-hmm. sit around and like talk warm and fuzzy. It's like call you out in your crap. I believe in you. I'm going to hold space. What are you going to do? We'll mm-hmm. hold you to it. And you come back in three months and be like, so we blew past those goals. What's next, right. what's James? what's next? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> and you, I don't know if you remember from the last one, the number one thing that people were like very clear that they needed to let go of was control. control. yeah. Oh, and that was like such a big, especially at that level, just going back to the Brooke Castillo conversation, I'm like you can't hustle your way from one to 10 million. No. It's the opposite. It's, you, we got to start letting go of yeah. all this need to control and have our hands on everything, in everything. And you know, the biggest thing, it it actually for me started a lot with I had to let go of the ego of it has to be me. Mm. Like I have to be, it has to be like sourced from me, mm. you know? And I don't know if you've had that experience with like maybe with like photos and content that's created right. in social curators. Like, well, I'm gonna do it. I want right. I want it to be the best. It has to be me. Right. I don't want anyone to do it, right. and, you know? And, and I don't wanna see an example of someone else who could do something better than <laughs> me, right? And so I know I've had to let go massively. And it's so scary. I think it's one of the scariest things because what got a lot of entrepreneurs too either that hundred or a couple hundred thousand a year is holding on to everything. Like of course. I just had to do it myself and you know, having your spouse be your partner helps a lot cause you trust them, they trust right. you, you're in this together, but complete strangers. right? And then there's like money involved, like right. I'm gonna pay you to do this thing that I don't trust you to do. right? And you're not gonna do it as well and then I'm gonna look at all the money it's leaving. So what has that process been like for you? Is that something you've struggled with? Is that something that came easily? Is that something you're still struggling with? Letting go, stepping into more of a leader role. Cause you know, I tell you guys, and I know a lot of the seven figure entrepreneurs definitely don't like this, but I talk about killing off the entrepreneur. The okay, don't.
1: Entrepreneur. See, I knew you were going to go there cause I was like, oh my God, do I bring it up? Do I not bring it up? Do I bring it up? Do I not bring it up? You yeah. brought it up. So we're definitely going yeah, there. I did. At the end of the last mastermind, It was uh, something that was like really difficult for me. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily, I have nothing wrong with emotions or crying. It's like wonderful, great. It's just not necessarily how I'm like programmed. It's Mm not, it's not my default emotion. And at the end of the last mastermind, two things were so clear to me. And that was number one, I needed to slow down so that I could speed up. Mm -hmm. And that hurt me in like a deep, deep way. Because, you know, last year we had like our biggest year ever and we were trending to do the same thing and I just knew that I was going to number one kill myself yeah. and or kill my team because
0: it's like oh you know I'll just do what I did last year and faster and fa- longer absolutely
1: absolutely and mm-hmm. like we didn't take the time to build the systems now a social curator is something that hasn't existed and so we're literally building it like as we're building go. the plane as we do, as it falls from the sky so I love um, that. so and I kind of do it's like this wild crazy beautiful energy and it, that energy also becomes addictive
0: yes it does and so
1: it's like I need to stay on I need to feel that high and it's it was toxic to me mm-hmm. and I think that I came to that very clear res- realization at the mastermind that I needed to slow down and take time to build the systems which slowing down meant the projects I wanted to get done to increase what we are gonna do in the year, we're off the table.
0: Yeah. That hurt a lot. And you're not doing all the things that oh, I've attacked a few of the members on this that are like fun and exciting. Oh yeah. I'm so inspired to do yes. this and blah, blah, blah. Well, I like, mean,
1: stop. You're hurting my feelings. I'm a creative and that's like what I live for. Uh-huh, you know, it's just yeah. like, wait, you want me to go to like, you wait, well, I have to do meetings. Like I have to talk about systems. Like I have to <laughs> yeah. get a program in place. Like I just didn't want to do that. But which leads me to point two of the big shift at the mastermind was you had talked about the death of the entrepreneur mm-hmm. and the birth of the CEO and Oh my God, I literally felt like heat from like my inner core, like emanating, being like, I know that I am a CEO, Mm -hmm. but I could not let go of the ideology of like being an entrepreneur is like quick and fast and you're strong and you're smart. And that only takes you to a certain level. And if I wanted to take social curator to the level that I know, like the success of social curator is a foregone conclusion. It is not a matter of if I'm going to get how big mm. I want to get. It's just when, and I have to be patient for that. Mm-hmm. So if I know that that is done, yeah. the person I need to become today is to shape where the business will be in the future. And it was there in Laguna Niguel at the Ritz Carlton that I'm standing out and I'm watching the ocean and it's drizzling and it's raining. What's up with the raining masterminds? Again. Raining. I know. You know, I was like, it's very emotive. Like, let's just hope <laughs> yeah. that the next mastermind it's like sunny. Okay. Right. Cause mama right. needs to like a big <laughs> revolution, but it was raining. And at the end of the mastermind, we sat in this, Oh, we were sitting in a semicircle and everybody was talking about the things not that are like, talked about.
0: Not like not like, like, a, like yeah, style. like Indian style
1: <laughs> like in our teepees. And be like, yam, there's like a sound bath. Get, no. Get the drums. <laughs> no, no, no. We were sitting at professional tables and we were sitting around and we were talking about the things that we were taking away and I got to my part and I'm sitting there and next thing you know, I'm not even crying as much as I'm like leaking. Like just, there's water falling from my eyes, guys. I don't know what's going on and I just realized that that day marked the death of Jasmine Star, the entrepreneur mm-hmm. and the birth of Jasmine Star the CEO, and it, was extro- it was extraordinarily bittersweet and I knew that there was yeah. gonna be so many changes and I'm somewhat resistant to those changes. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what this the level of this is who I am and this is what got us to where we are today and this level of success, like if I were to change up, what does that look like? And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. all of that, it was like the phoenix. I yeah. really felt like it was a phoenix rising. You have to burn who you were yep. in order to rise and who you want to be yeah. and that happened there at that
0: event. Let's try something really quickly. I'd love for you to look at Social Curator through the eyes of that entrepreneur from 2018. And what do you see? And then when you look at Social Curator through the eyes of this new CEO, what do you see? Is it is it different? How do you see it differently?
1: So much of it. When we started Social Curator, so much of Social Curator was resting on my shoulders. Mm. And I felt that I was the driver for success. Mm. And I look back at that person and I feel bad. I feel bad that, number one, I put that pressure on myself and I feel bad that I didn't empower those around me to take ownership in something that was so much bigger than ourselves. Wow. And when I think of like how jasmine star the ceo of 2019 thinks is like this is so big and you don't even know how big it is and what you need to do is like let your team make it bigger and you do what you are really good at and stay in that lane which is lead acquisition growth Mm -hmm. and like building a brand
0: yeah so what a beautiful contrast Totally get that. Even in your mind, is there a different picture? Like when you think about oh, it? Oh, yeah. Like something. my
1: goal, like the entrepreneur, like Jasmine Star, the entrepreneur of 2018, like my goal was like, you got to get to 10,000 members. You got to get to 10,000 members. And I'm thinking, Jasmine Starr, the CEO is, you're going to sell this company at some point mm. for, yeah, a lot of money
0: She's like sitting behind a desk with her feet up just like sitting behind a desk a- homie are
1: you kidding me I'm sitting on a beach in Cabo San Lucas <laughs> with a full-on like I'm sorry take those calls yes I'm gonna take a drink and I'm gonna sign this deal yeah. do I have any aspirations of selling it right now No we mm. have so much thinking work to do and I feel like this is a movement mm. this is beyond myself this is beyond social security this is around people believing in what was formerly impossible for them to become possible by way of having their business that's their passport to freedom my job is just to point you the way yeah. and I feel like it's gonna be so much bigger than anything we see now. But I have to take the time and slow down and build those systems. And that hurts because it doesn't, it's not as sexy and cool to be like, well, guys, here's another thing that we're doing. Here's another thing we're doing. But to take that time and step back to be like one of the favorite quotes, not so favorite quotes you've said is you have to slow down to speed up. And this is what the first half of 2019 has been is slow down. And I could just see us ramping up big time for the latter part of the year.
0: One of the big arguments I make for why you have to slow down to speed up is if your competitive advantage is your hustle, like how hard and fast you work, do you realize how replicatable that is? Oh my God. Do you realize anybody can do that with enough Tony Robbins videos and, Absolutely. and coffee? Anybody Absolutely. can hustle. Absolutely, You know, and this is s- slowing down. So we think more creatively, bigger picture. A great example of this is that we just spent four days on both an executive retreat and a team retreat. That's slowing down a lot because for four days, no one in the company is working. There's a whole week, no one's working. It's big picture, it's problem solving, it's creativity, it's conversations, it's sharing. There's no work, that's that's a whole week out of 52, 54 weeks in a year, gone. And I can't tell you how much clarity it gave us, right. how much juice it gave us, like how much it just like you know, propelled everybody. People came back. They're so much more inspired, so much excited. I mean, there's just so much evidence for it. But if your entire competitive advantage of what you offer uniquely in the marketplace is, I can just work harder and longer. Well, anybody can do that. Anybody. You just give them more caffeine. Be- <laughs> Absolutely. Right? So I just love this. And when you described this uh, being the driver in, as the entrepreneur, the image that came to mind as I saw this giant sled with your team on it. And you've got these two ropes slung over your back and you're Mm -hmm. just like, you know, Mm -hmm. one step trudging along in this like sand and they're like working on the sled, Mm -hmm. but they're just doing little things. Mm -hmm. And you're like, and instead now it's like, and that's always how I've seen it for us is the CEO rules, like get out of their way and let them go. You Absolutely. Know, I can just feel get like out of their way.
1: using, using that analogy. I now feel like it's so different. And I believe that the people on the team would say the same thing is instead of them sitting on the sled and me being the driver, everybody got off the sled, picked up a side of the sled yes. and said, oh, we're running. Yes. And I felt like that was so beautiful. That was so beautiful. I robbed them of them standing in their power.
0: Totally. totally. And
1: I think it's, it's great. now. Not
0: everybody wants to be an entrepreneur and we, you know, people on our team, they're like, I don't want to do what you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like, totally get it. But I do think everybody wants to be a part of something, part of something great. They want to create. They want to see their ideas become reality. They want to be heard. They want to participate. They want to be around great people. They want to see an impact. They want to see the difference. And then we, as the entrepreneur, are saying, no, 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 I'm gonna do all that. But you sit in the corner and do the two things that I don't like doing. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I'm a leader. That's me leading. Yeah, I did that for a very long time. It didn't work. So I'm glad. Well, you-
1: I should probably just take a second too to say thank you for the example that you set as you lead in. For anybody who's like listening, if you profile what James is doing, watching it from the outside, it's working. So it's really mm-hmm. nice to be up close to what that looks like. And yeah. then you empowering me to build a team very similarly. And I'm very open with my team. I was like, so James says this. <laughs> <laughs> like, And so now we're doing that.
0: See, that's the, what you should be doing is just saying it's all coming from you, so they, they even see even more brilliance coming from you.
1: No, I actually think it, it actually does the opposite. Like My team actually loves the fact that I glean from That's other good. people and kind of like learn from the best. Like mm. Then we make it our own.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, I love that. You know, I, I don't know. I'm sure I've said this before, but I created what I would call an axiom. Have you ever, you've heard that word before. Yes. Yeah, I like that word. It's like your own like credo, right? Like yes. a quote. Like when I was like struggling like in my parents' basement, by the way, which is right up that hill on that hill is where my parents still live. And I wasn't making any money and I was working 14 hour days, I was addicted to Adderall, which that stuff is amazing, by the way, <laughs> don't do it, but that's amazing. I mean, you get a lot done on that Adderall. And I wrote this little thing up on my little bulletin board that I had at the time. And it was, it just said, inspire others through my actions. And It's very interesting because like nothing has really ever stayed that true and consistent in my life Mm. that I've still that's been my goal is like even today, like, yeah, I can go blah, blah, blah on a podcast and give some people some tips and blah, blah, blah. Maybe you're listening, blah, blah, blah. But what I learned from this mastermind and you're just one of the many examples of that is that, you know, maybe you don't remember something I said four years ago and maybe you didn't listen and maybe you didn't take action on it. But 99% of the people in those rooms for the last four years they are paying attention to my actions. They pay attention to how Absolutely. I show up. And the only reason I say that is not, I mean, because you, you echoed it already, but that as most of the people here listening are leaders in some sense, you know, whether it's through your, your program or you're an influencer or even just as a parent. And that's the thing we wanna be mindful of is that people are paying far more attention to who you're being, how you show up in the world than what it is that comes out of your mouth. Absolutely. And that's our duty, that's our responsibility to embody and own and be what we stand for, not just give lip service to it. So I'm so happy to hear that you learn a lot just from how we show up and run things because that's the vision, that's the goal. That is our vision is let's show everyone what the model and standard of excellence is. Let's be the proof of what's possible every single day.
1: And I've watched that for four years and it's really beautiful because I think that people can look at you and see the shiny, mm. you know, Tesla version of James Wedmore. And I got to see the, what is it, 1976 BW version?
0: Yeah. Well, it's 77, but okay. th- there you go. I
1: mean, God, come on, give it up for my memory. Like, please. <laughs> I got to see, I got to see, like, not to reference Drake, but you started from the bottom and now you're here. It's like for somebody to stand back and like testify and mm-hmm. be like, hey, like every iteration of James and the Wedmore organization gets better. And no. what does that mean for me? Mm-hmm. And I think that you've modeled that great. And I look forward to you know, building up my team and inspiring them in the same way.
0: Yeah, which you've done a great job so far. Thank you. And by the way, the last thing I'll just say here, and then we'll we'll start to wrap this up, so thank you, is that if you haven't recognized it as part of your the zone of genius of, you know, I said like, what do you do? That What's your lane, right? What's in your lane? And this is what, whether you're, you know, seeing yourself as an entrepreneur or CEO right now, it's, it's a prerequisite, it's a requirement, and you do it so well, is you must be the source of the vision. Hmm there is no business and there is no entrepreneur and there is no CEO without the vision. There is no team without the vision. Mm There's no business without the vision because that's how, what I see as the main skill of the entrepreneur anyways is to be able to see something that no one else can see, to see it before anybody else can to see it despite others and the way you even just spoke about the future of the company. Like I can only imagine on your Monday meetings, the whole team is like, hell yeah, let's do this. Let's, you know, let's, you know, let's crush Monday. And that's so important. So I I hope you see that that's one of your, Zones of geniuses.
1: You know what, James? To be really honest,
0: I mean, we. Oh could yeah! Wait a second. <laughs> now I remember. You resisted this for a long time, right, James? Gosh, that's what I'm Good thing I have a great memory. I
1: mean, were you being sarcastic and you led me up for that, or uh, did no, you really I have? No, I
0: totally forgot. You guys, this James, is so like, funny. I mean, I you really were so feel stubborn about this. I was so
1: against this. I'm like, dude, you probably don't probably get this it. is the
0: only thing that you were like completely uncoachable. Comple- I, like I in... was
1: absolutely. I was Henri. I was like yep. a burro in Mexico yep. with like a. Yep. Bag of tequila is like, back and I'm not moving. It was
0: December of 2017 and I'm like, we got to start first, you know, for the new year, 2018, what's the vision? Yeah. And you were just like, you said something that was, you gave me a, you, first of all, you delayed any type of response for yes. like a week. And then you gave me a really great logical reason as to why <laughs> you don't need a vision. <laughs>
1: Jeez. And, you know, I mean, here's the thing. I'm a law school dropout. So I could argue, I, you know, I, I, yeah. I, can, I can frame a case yeah. as to why. Yeah. And I do think that that's part of like what, what makes a good coach mm-hmm. is when, when to thrust and when to throttle. And you gave mm-hmm. me the space for me to come to it on my own. But I think that for There's some... There's that
0: slow learner, by the way.
1: <laughs> I do think it's really important to like really acknowledge that if you lack vision in the way that I lacked a vision, it was because I was afraid to dream. Yes. I was afraid to let myself down. I was afraid to see a vision and then fall short of that and feel like I didn't live to my potential. And so what I was trying to do was like protect myself from this thing of dreaming or having my team believe in something that we couldn't get. And along the way, when you don't empower yourself to see the vision, the team lacks. Yes. Your, your, your performance lacks. Yes. And I think that when I gave myself the permission to believe that this is so much bigger than myself and the belief that it's going to be that thing I've seen the biggest shift in everyone around me and myself Mm -hmm. in my relationship with my husband in relationship with my family it's just it's going to happen it's just going to take me a little bit of time to get there
0: yeah but that I mean you don't go to watch your favorite movie and say I hope it's over in five minutes right you know you don't go to your favorite restaurant and say come on come on come on come on come on let's get to the dessert right you enjoy it absolutely you find joy in the process Look at all these full circle moments. Was, she said that, not me.
1: That was really good, James. I liked how you looped that back, man. Yeah, yeah. You're just making us look real good real right Real good, right?
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so thank you. We're going to do two things left. The first thing is go ahead and tell us the best way to connect with you. Like I want anybody and everybody, everybody, to share with Jasmine what in this episode specifically made the difference for you so that you know that the time that you're spending away from your vision... To be here with me to support my vision selflessly, thank you, I'm a little selfish, thank you James, is making a difference in other people's lives. Where can they best connect with you?
1: I'm on all social media at Jasmine Star, and you can find me at jasminestar.com.
0: Okay, so we'll link all of your social stuff up. Thank you. You're on, what do you use the most? The Instagrams.
1: The Instagrams. Yeah, yeah I definitely use Instagram the most.
0: Definitely. I love Instagram so much. Do I've I? learned so much about it from you. Thanks. And. No, we just love it so much. So send her a DM, send her a comment, send something, right?
1: Yes, that'd be amazing. I Yeah, I'm in there. I'm connecting.
0: And then lastly, final, just final thoughts. I just want you to get present to anything you feel inspired to share that you feel like would really call this episode complete. You know, just even imagining somebody out there who's gone through a tough time. You've gone through tough times. Mm -hmm. You know, you're tougher than -hmm. those times, right? Anything that you're present to that you'd like to share to wrap up and call this episode complete
1: is to surround yourself with people who believe in what's possible, even when you don't. Mm. And if you feel like you don't have those types of people, that there is this ability, this little crazy little thing called the internet and people like James and people like myself, we have communities, we have resources so that you are fully plugged in and also to believe in the ability for giving yourself the permission to dream and giving yourself the ability to see a vision that nobody else sees and believe that your success is a foregone conclusion. Because the minute you get to that point, it's just a matter of time before you make it your reality.
0: It's beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you James. Thank you for being on the show, for Thank taking you. the time, coming here in person, Wedmore HQ. Oh, I can't believe we didn't say this. This is going to be Jasmine Week.
1: Jasmine. What? Yeah. Okay. So you're coming let's, back. You're coming <laughs> yes. back on the show.
0: We're going to do at least one more episode together. So we're
1: doing this consecutively. Yeah. One wow. Week. Oh Yeah. It'll be the week of Jasmine. This is amazing. Yeah. This is, you know, James, I've always, it's like one of my strength finders or I did this like test and it's like, what do I like? What's one thing that I absolutely love? It's like when people make me feel special.
0: Oh yeah. No, this is very like, special.
1: Like I feel really special, man.
0: Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: and so if you're listening now, be sure to tune back in on Wednesday and Friday because we're gonna. This was the slow. This was a slow pitch. We're just getting warmed up. Yeah. The other stuff we're coming back. We're gonna kill. Yeah. Gonna this play. was
0: this was like the throwaway episode. No,
1: well, one. Okay, I <laughs> brought my goods, son. Like this is it. This is good. No, it's not gonna get. It's just gonna get different. We're gonna get. We're gonna get yeah. tactile. We're gonna get. Mm-hmm. You know, a deeper understanding of business and like really like now that we know what was possible, what do we need to do right now to start trending towards that? That's what the next episode is about.
0: So if you're not already subscribed to us on the Spotify's or the iTunes or wherever you're finding this thing. Go do that now because we're coming back. We're going to do this again. Okay, guys. We'll chat soon. Yep. See you there. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Adios.
1: Oh, he said adios.
0: That's Spanish for bye. (laughs)